So hello everyone and welcome to this podcast where we are delighted to hear from some of our judges to hear what it takes to create that winning Crestron entry in this year's Crestron Integration Awards. We're super excited that the awards are back this year and uh, yeah it's a great way to bring together all our Crestron friends from all over EMEA and celebrate their 2021 Crestron success stories. Just to introduce myself, my name is Petra van Muwen. I'm Director of Customer Experiences Europe for Technological Innovations Group. Our fantastic judging panel of industry specialists has been carefully selected to bring a diverse range of opinion and expertise to the table so that every entry can be assessed accurately and from a mix of viewpoints. So today I'm joined by three of our judges to talk about what they're looking for in the entries what will impress them and how they like seeing projects presented and to give also some top tips for creating that award winning, winning entry. So let me firstly introduce Wayne Butijic. He's Director of Teaching and Learning Technology at the London Business School. We have Chris Pask, who's Director at Charlton Brown Architecture and Interiors and Sarah Joyce, Chief Global Officer for Avixa. Thank you so much for being judges this year and thanks for joining us today. So let's talk about the awards. Based on what is currently happening in the AVUC space, what are you hoping to see in the entries? And maybe that's more a question for Sarah and Wayne because that's very commercial. So. Thank you, Petra. I'm delighted to, to take that one. Um, and it's, isn't it wonderful to be back together, first of all, and oh. to, to um, enable people to enter into judgment to an awards process and have the honour of judging them. Um, I think what I always like to see is uh, innovation. That goes without saying. And we've come through 18, 20 months of unprecedented development and speed in our industry. Um, but what I also particularly like to see, irrespective of the technologies, is uh, how was the brief met? Absolute clarity of ensuring the brief has been met what innovation and solutions have been brought to that brief for the client um, and obviously delivered on budget. Very important point to include and consider. And how was that brief not only met, but the client's expectations and the user expectations exceeded? And I think particularly within the, the AVUC space, obviously it's naturally that we're going to be looking at um, hybrid working. Yeah, that, that makes uh, complete sense, Sarah. Uh, thank you for that. Yeah, and indeed, Wayne, you're obviously an expert in the educational field. I presume the whole way of teaching has obviously changed in the last 20 months. So uh, what will you be looking at when it comes to educational projects coming in? Absolutely happy to take that question, yeah. Uh, so um, obviously innovation, because this was new to everybody. Um, I would be very interested to understand how the brief was developed. This was new to everybody, so what was asked for at the beginning may not be what the optimal solution was. Um, so I'd like to see how there was collaboration with the client to actually make sure that the solution was optimal. Um, Making the experience equitable, absolutely. Um, in the education environment, if the remote participants feel like they're second-class citizens, then they're not going to have a great experience. Mm. So what what things have been considered 
um, and what innovations were put into place to to make it a great experience for everybody. And also ensuring that the experience is not suboptimal for those people who are actually physically there. Mm. Um, it's a very fine balancing act. Um, and I, I would be delighted to see um, some of the alternative ways that people have, have met the challenge. Yeah, no, that uh, that makes uh, total sense, Wayne, and, and very useful pointers there. Thank you so much for that. Um, we'll just go into the some generics now, because I'm sure, you know, all our entrants want to kind of know how the judging process works. And obviously, you're all independent people. You 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 know of Crestron, but you're judging, you know, from a very independent or unbiased. Um, so can you maybe explain um, how the judging process works? Uh, maybe, Sarah, you can uh, go over this. Gladly. Um, well, I think from the, the shortlisting process, first of all, that'll take place and then we'll have an opportunity to review all of the submush uh, submissions that have been uh, received. Uh, most importantly, checking that, you know, all of the requirements have been met from the entry. I think, you know, in the past I've had the opportunity to enter into awards and um, it's almost like going back to checking your homework, you know, do that checklist of making sure every every requirement has been met in the, uh, in the um, procedures. Um, we'll have a judging day where we get the chance to be together early in January on the 13th, which is wonderful, uh, where we'll all have the opportunity to be able to discuss the shortlisted entries, review them together um, and collectively score them and uh, select the successful winning categories. And then um, what I'm looking forward to, obviously, because it's uh, the next time we'll all get together at ISE, uh, there'll be a uh, in February in Barcelona, there'll be uh, the winners will be announced in a fantastic virtual um, Crestron event there at ISE, which is very exciting to be part of. Um, and I think what's great for everybody as well, the winners will be uh, included in a brochure in the uh, ISE daily during ISE as well. So it's not only a great experience to be together, but also wonderful publicity and promotion tool as well uh, at the show. Thank you, Sarah. I couldn't have said it any better. It's like you've been doing this for years. Thank you so much. <laughs> Fabulous. Oh. So another important question, um, how can people stand, make their entries stand out from the crowds? Are there specific tips that you can give them? It's always good to be concise. Sometimes I'm not always particularly concise. Um, but uh, clear descriptions and projects uh, that are simple to understand at a high level, I think is very important. I think particularly as, as judges, you want to get to the um, uh, the important parts of uh, any distinctive parts of the project quickly um, and then as both my fellow judges have already said you know pointing out innovation trying to make your mark slightly differently um, so unique features that um, perhaps uh, aren't seen very often or are, are unique um, you know something that something that really makes the project different um either for those that are putting it together for those that are using it or for the um you know the market in general um that's and what i'd a, say from a residential point of view solely uh chris are there specific things that you as an architect will be having very particular interest in i think the residential sector uh particularly high-end private client is it is all about the, the the client and 
we're always in, in, dealing with individuals. We we're in the business of creating beautiful homes, not just houses, mm-hmm. uh, that are really crafted to the bespoke situation of those who are going to live live within them. Um, but they are the people that 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 live in that live in homes. They are. Um, uh, they're not they're not technic- technocrats and so providing beautifully simple solutions to complex problems uh, yep. particularly around integration is mm-hmm. really what we're looking for um keep it simple um is definitely the way that people like to live regardless of just yep. how complex everything behind the scenes is um so i mean that that seamless set of um of interface is incredibly important. I think that intuitive solutions um, are incredibly important because, again, you've you've got um, very different users. Um, you've got adults, children, occasional guests, um, those who have to maintain. You know, it's actually a very wide gamut of um, people who are interfacing with these things. Uh, I, I'd say one particular note on where you can really see the difference is lighting design and and integrating that um because ultimately you know we can create fantastic spaces but the you know the ambiance um uh it, it is often is often down to the lighting the lighting control and again you've got uh, many different scenarios um that, that that's going to be used in so so that can really elevate the experience of of the spaces that we create uh i also think security um is is an ever-present issue but having discrete security that, that gives comfort rather than restriction in the way that you use spaces is incredibly important um people want to feel secure and at home within their homes but not um uh not unduly restricted yeah that's fantastic a few pointers uh, chris uh, and i think a lot of the pointers you gave here are also applic- applicable in a commercial environment or a teaching environment wayne i don't know if you have a few things to add uh, um from from your end to this absolutely so um so the first one i would say in the teaching environment um within av um what i personally found was the biggest challenge was the a in av audio um so i'm particularly interested because we can see pictures and something may look fantastic but the actual end user experience particularly for the remote people um audio is is king um so anything that that is delivering out of a space to remote people i'll be very interested to understand how that particular part of the brief was met um because that's about the equitability of the space because if you can't hear what's going on in there you might as well not be there um the other thing from a technical perspective because i have a technical background which i would find intriguing is to understand look we've all done installations or been involved in installations and we always know there's um you get some technical issues as you go through what were those technical challenges and how did you overcome them um because that's the difference between a successful project and a project where you've said well okay um we'll just have to make do with this thing not working how did they innovate to get around the challenges because again with all of the hybrids all of the all of the new things we've had to do there will be some things that were unanticipated Mm -hmm. those two things I think are, are really important. Oh, well, thanks, Wayne. That's super useful. I'm sure uh, everybody will uh, who listens to the podcast will find that amazingly interesting. 
Well, actually, I think that covers uh, most of what I wanted to talk to you about today. So I really would like to thank you, Sarah, Wayne and uh, Chris, for your, uh, for your time and input here. Uh, and I just would like to say to everybody who's listening, if you haven't entered yet, there's still time. So click on the link in the accompanying text for more information. And all we could do is wish you the best of luck. Thank you, judges. And I look forward to seeing you on the 13th. Thank you. Good luck to everyone. Thank you very, very much. As everyone has busy schedules, we couldn't get all of our judges together at once, but I did manage to grab some time with Jack Robinson, Director of Superyacht Technology, to offer his thoughts on the entry criteria for the residential and marine categories. So Jack, thank you so much for being on the podcast, really appreciate it, and we are so pleased that you can be one of our judges this year. So I'm going to be asking a few questions because I'm sure our audience is very curious to know what can they do to get this special um, entry in that can give them a, a win, a trophy this year. So based on what is happening in the industry currently, what are you hoping to see in the entries this year? Well, I think keywords innovation. Um, I think from my point of view, adaptability as well. Being conscious of uh, new types of owners that are coming into the market, we've certainly seen a shift, whether it's in, if we're talking about, say, the marine segment, you know, the, the Explorer yachts, for example, but also younger owners, more tech savvy. And that means a different kind of yacht needs to be designed, which is designed to interact more than is just in a leisure capacity and a business capacity. Um, I think one of the simplest goals is probably to achieve sometimes on land what's and mimic this uh, circumstance on board a super yacht or marine project, if you like. Um, in particular, something that's relevant to Crestron is the kind of unification of possibly residential marine in terms of these seamless experiences and even potentially private island as well. Uh, I think, you know, to stretch the jets probably a bit too far, but I would say residential marine private island and to see the incorporation of uh you know the artistry that allows uh you know systems like crestron allow to happen within both residential and the marine segment now what i would also like to know from you how can people make their entry stand out from the crowds are there specific things that you say you'll be looking at are there things that they can bring to their entry obviously the entry uh, documents are quite self-explanatory and people kind of know, but what in your opinion can people do to make their entry even more special? So I think really to provide real life examples, um, give scenarios of how a particular problem was solved for an owner. Now, I recently heard quite an interesting one, which was simply uh, when there was, uh, there was an anti-drone detection system, for example, but because the owner didn't want, uh, you know, the you know, huge alarms to be going off whilst his guests are just enjoying a glass of champagne just because some paparazzi decided they want to fly a drone over the yacht, right? Wow. So we actually had a very specific um, song which they played, which only that person was aware of. So you can kind of take the measures that you require discreetly without, you know, having some huge siren go off. Of course. Relevant with Prestron is that it interacts with every single system on board from obviously the blinds right through to the AV system. And I think 
again, I want to go back to the fact that there are new owners in the market and we need to be adaptable to them, um, delivering both not only on the leisure experience and the expectations within the cinema systems, within the interactions of demotics, but also on the business suites and the expectations they have to be able to continue to run their multinational businesses from the comforts of the business suites on board the yachts. Fantastic, yeah. Jack. I couldn't have said it any better. So uh, great, uh, great to also uh, mention ISE as obviously we will all be there welcoming our customers and uh, indeed showing off who are the crowned winners this year from the Crestron Integration Awards 2021. Thanks again, Jack. Thanks a lot. It's an honour to judge and look forward to seeing you all in London on 13th of January. Amazing. Thank you.